Welcome to the Candid Divorce Lawyer Podcast, brought to you by Trithowans. Family law can be an emotional roller coaster, a mix of sadness, anger, hope, and worry. The Candid Divorce Lawyer explores topics from marriage to divorce and everything in between. This podcast does not constitute legal advice and is for informational purposes only. If you're looking for legal advice, please do not hesitate to get in touch with us via the details in our bio. Hello, and thanks for joining us for this episode of The Candid Divorce Lawyer. I'm Rosie Bevan, and I'm joined today by James Louie. Today, we're going to be looking at top tips for your first appointment with a family solicitor. Hi, Rosie. Really excited to be here. First family podcast being recorded here at Trithowans. Absolutely. Yes. Very exciting. and Great to have some um, excellent topics to chat to you about. Okay. So for clients perhaps going to their very first appointment with a family solicitor, what would be sort of our first top tip for them? Well, the first thing would be to find the solicitor which you want to use. And there's lots of different options and how you can find such a solicitor um, there's the resolution website which has a, a list of solicitors or the more common methodology you find is that clients google their local area and they're not able to find out a family solicitor that way and I think sometimes clients come to us through referrals from friends and family who've perhaps been through similar experiences in their life so that's also a, another great way to um to get in contact with the family solicitor yeah absolutely I mean you know the good thing about this podcast is we're going to be able to give some you know, insight from our perspective as to what's helpful and, you know, what you should expect from your appointment, but also little, little tips, which, you know, you know, you wouldn't really realize about. I think one key one, which clients don't realize is that most family solicitors offer free initial consultations. Yeah, I think that's often something that's overlooked, or even if they don't offer a free initial consultation, perhaps they might offer a fixed fee one, which gives the clients an opportunity to assess what their relationship could be like with that solicitor because it's really important isn't it to be able to work with someone that you're going to be able to trust because they're going to be involved in a very emotional part of your life yeah absolutely and it's key that you know someone's up front I know we'll probably touch this later about costs mm-hmm. but you know solicitors we're, we're renowned for being expensive but it's important from the outset to know that you know the initial appointment you're having is that free is that a fixed cost and don't be afraid to ask that question it won't be frowned upon it it's completely fair enough question to ask if you're about to begin this process absolutely absolutely and I suppose that rolls into what sort of appointment that you want so gaining that information right at the beginning whether the solicitor that you you know you've looked up online is offering appointments in person whether it's going to be appointments via zoom Um, or even over the telephone so again that can help to fit in with your day-to-day life and your schedule as to when you would feel best speaking to somebody yeah absolutely I think with with COVID now and I'm sure you agree with me Rosie is that most appointments for the last two years have been via zoom or telephone appreciatively if you're coming to a family solicitor it's probably quite a personal matter you're talking about and you know some people do prefer zoom it's it's easier more efficient is the point but the other side to that is that you know it doesn't beat I guess the an in-person appointment getting to meet that solicitor understanding who they are and what they want to do for you um and and you know now that things are getting back to normal I'm definitely having a lot more in-person appointments and I don't have a problem with it because again you know I'm, I'm, I'm confident that I can you know meet a client and explain the situation perhaps easier than on zoom it's great to be offered able to offer that that variation um in approaches for that appointment so in terms of 
we've spoken about you know how to choose your family solicitor and you know getting that important information beforehand what can clients do to perhaps prepare for that appointment with the solicitor I'd say this is one of the most key areas for your appointment is the preparation you do um, it's really easy I've had clients who, who don't prepare at all and then become really flustered and you know far off loads and loads and loads of points and the, the solicitor literally has no background or anything which has happened what's sometimes useful is for clients to prepare things beforehand or even write things down so it's just clear and chronological as to the events which happened that's such a good point actually because meeting a solicitor for the first time whether it's in person or on zoom or by phone I suppose can be quite intimidating I don't know about you James but going to meet the bank manager or you know popping into the garage and chatting to the mechanic can sometimes be Mm. intimidating for me but at the end of the day we're all human and it's about how we can I suppose prepare ourselves best to get the most out of that appointment so yeah absolutely having that information there perhaps you know a a list of things that they're wanting to know or, or questions that they have would be quite helpful yeah, it's, it's really helpful. And, and for, for me and Rosie, we'll definitely say that having that information beforehand, it, it makes the appointment more effective for us to be able to give the advice. You know, they are usually timed appointments, but if we've got a good background understanding already, we can probably start asking the more specific questions instead of spending, you know, 10, 15 minutes going through the whole background. At least then we know straight away, can ask more succinct questions, which we need to know and then, and then go from there. And I think one of the really key points from your initial appointment and, you know, throughout your relationship with your solicitor is to be honest and open and upfront with them, because if you're honest with us, we're able to give you the most accurate advice. Yeah, that's that's really key. I mean, look, we appreciate, again, as I said before, that if you're seeing a family solicitor, it's a, a difficult and sensitive matter. However, if you're not upfront with us, it may result, as Rosie said, in you getting the incorrect advice. And, you know, that that can have severe consequences in in the future. So, you know, everything's confidential with us. So it's just best to just be as open and honest with us as possible. And then we can just give you the, the correct advice. And what about somebody who might be feeling nervous about coming to see a solicitor? What steps can they take? Yeah, I mean, you, it, it isn't uncommon for one person to to come with you. Um, we, we, I think maybe you'd agree with me here. We usually suggest that only one person comes. Otherwise, it's, it's too many voices in the room. But we appreciate that you may want support, you know, it's a difficult conversation to talk about. Um, the flip side to it, though, at the same time is also think carefully about who you want to come. Again, as I said before, if you don't want to discuss certain things in front of, say, a family member, then it may not be appropriate to, to bring them. So I'd say probably the majority of our clients do come alone to their initial appointments. Um, but certainly there are circumstances where, you know, it's nice to have another person there, perhaps even just to take notes of what's being said, because we get through quite a lot in those initial half an hours, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And that probably brings us on to the next point is when you have the initial contact, it may not always be directly with me and Rosie straight away. Um, we do have secretaries who, who assist us and you know, don't be afraid to send them all the documents will provide them the information. They will give it to us. Um, and as said before, it's sometimes better that you provide that to us before so we can prepare accordingly and have a more efficient and effective appointment with you. And, you know, as solicitors, we get instructed at different points of people's, you know, legal areas so it may be that you come to us for advice right at the beginning before anything's actually happened it may be that you come to us once perhaps a divorce petition has been issued or court proceedings have started or you're part way through court proceedings that we can get involved at any stage but all of those different stages will have different key pieces of information so perhaps if court proceedings have been issued it would be great to get us a copy of the court papers beforehand yeah absolutely agree that it's never 
too late to, to come and seek advice if, if you're in proceedings. I think that's a, a common misconception. People think, oh, I've already started court proceedings. No, you can come see us still. As, as Rosie said, bring us the paperwork and, you know, we can provide the, the relevant advice. So in terms of whichever stage people are at, they may have a lot of questions. And I always think that it's really helpful for, for clients to almost have their own tick list of those questions. So it may be that as we are talking and advising them, that we answer quite a lot of those questions, but it may be they get towards the end and they've got a couple left because I don't know about you, but quite often I get to the end of something and someone asks us if I've got a question and you're sort of on the spot, aren't you? Trying to think, oh, what did I want to ask? Whereas that can be something that makes sure that clients really get to make the most of that first appointment with us yeah absolutely I think having those questions as well you can sort of tick through them as as Rosie said we'll most likely answer most of those questions but it's good to have them written down you can then tick through them. you can you know don't feel afraid to say can I just look through my questions have a look through them tick through them and then if you see something that's been answered then at least ask it what you don't want to do is leave the appointment and go oh shoot I wish I asked that question um you know we're, we're happy to wait and for you to look through your notes to make sure that we've answered everything because I think the, the real key thing from these appointments, particularly at an early stage, is a solicitor is there not only to advise you, but also to listen and to take that information on board so that they can signpost you in the right direction and, and give you the relevant advice at that stage. Yeah, it's really important that a solicitor listens to what you have to say. Um, it, it's not helpful if a solicitor starts giving you advice straight without even listening to you, because how are they going to know if that advice is correct? Um, so it, it's a balance for solicitors to be able to listen to you understand all the key facts and then give you that relevant advice which you need and I mean if you've got a a key objective that you would like to to reach in the future perhaps having that jotted down and saying to the solicitor at the outset of the appointment because actually if you're going through a, a separation or a divorce the solicitor may be thinking that the appointment's going in one direction but actually if there's something specific that you want to focus on the solicitor being aware of what your objective is can be really helpful and can really shape that appointment for you yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, when when getting that advice, don't don't be afraid to ask for it to be repeated. You're, you're not a lawyer, so you're not expected to understand. And I think our job is to you know, simplify it, to make it understandable for someone who isn't a solicitor. Um, and, and if they're not doing that, then don't be afraid to repeat it. I mean, I'm sure I raise you agree. Unfortunately, some areas of law are incredibly complex. And it, it is hard to try and make it understandable. But you know, that is our job. And that's what we need to do to make sure you understand what's happening. It's really important to feel comfortable with the person that you're speaking to um, and to, to make sure that you've got a really good understanding. I think there's a lot of legal jargon that's still used by a lot of professionals, which actually can be really confusing as um, somebody who's who's not got a legal background. And actually being able to break that down in such a way that clients can can really understand what's happening in, in their life and what the next steps are is, is vital. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that probably brings us to our, our next point, which is the dreaded costs aspect of it. And, you know, I think me and Rosie wish that we were cheaper, but unfortunately, we, we do appreciate that that family law, it, it, it can be really expensive, unfortunately. And that's why it's so important to be asking about costs straight away. And to be honest, all solicitors should be upfront about that. They should be giving you a clear picture of what the potential costs could be. Um, obviously, these can be quite big figures unfortunately but you, you need to be aware and we need to be realistic with you and you know what sometimes during the course of a case the fee estimates or examples that we're giving at the beginning you know the case doesn't necessarily always take the same direction that we think it's going to so I think it's really important to know that your whichever solicitor you choose is going to be 
open and honest with you throughout as you are with them. So it's knowing, you know, what the limits are in terms of costs and that if things do increase or there are going to be changes that you're going to be kept up to date. And that's really important. And I think something that's quite often overlooked by clients is when they get the client care letter after the initial appointment, if they instruct a solicitor, actually reading through it. I know these can be quite long, intimidating sort of looking forms, but actually making sure you've got a good understanding of everything that's set out in there, because it will set out both the obligations on you and on your solicitor. So you've got a really clear understanding of that. Yeah, definitely. But but that being said, don't feel pressured into having to go with that assistor after your appointment. Um, I think, unfortunately, some people feel, oh, well, I've had this advice. I, you know, I have to go with them. You, you don't have to, and they shouldn't be pressurizing into signing up with them. Um, not, not that I'm trying to plug for Trithowns here, but we, we, you know, we feel very confident after a meeting that, you know, we can show what we can do. And we don't pressure you into saying, oh, you have to sign up with us. You know, it is an option and you can go away and think about it again it's so important that you feel comfortable with the person you've spoken to and we're seeing more and more clients perhaps having two or three initial appointments with other solicitors before making that decision as to who they want to instruct um but it is it's it's finding somebody that you're comfortable with you're able to be open and honest with who you know is going to be able to progress your case yeah i think you know and you're absolutely right rosie people do go see two or three solicitors and you know a common phrase you'll hear is you know as family sisters we don't have a crystal ball we can't say, oh, if you go to court, this is exactly what's going to happen. And I don't think any family sister would be saying that. Um, but for that reason, it's good to get different opinions just to see if, you know, everyone's saying the same thing as seeing off the same hymn sheet. Because what you may find is you know, family law is subjective and also down to experience, that you, you know, as a solicitor's had. So you may just want to, you know, get, a, get another free appointment, understand, is this definitely the way you think it's going to go? And, you know, we've talked about, you know, all the information that a solicitor needs and quite often you don't gain everything in that initial appointment so there will be gaps that need filling so that may mean that if you you know forget to say one point to one sister it may move slightly I always say to my clients that family law is like a kaleidoscope because there are so many different factors and when one of those factors changes the picture shifts slightly so there's no hard and fast rules with exactly what's going to happen don't go into a first appointment with a family solicitor expecting them to tell you exactly what's going to happen exactly what the outcome is going to be because it's just not possible as you say you know the phrase of not having a crystal ball is exactly right we can guide you and we can look at those options but ultimately in order to give you that full advice further down the line it's about having that really clear picture of exactly what's going on yeah definitely Rose and I think also solicitor should advise you on other alternative dispute resolution methods I mean you know the, these are different ways to settle matters I, I would still suggest probably going to see a solicitor first and then they can explain these different resolutions to you which I'm sure Rosie will expand on yeah absolutely so I mean there are all sorts of options for reaching an agreement as you know for example for arrangements for children or as to the finances and these are what we call alternative methods of dispute resolution um so these can include mediation arbitration collaborative law these are all words that you may have heard before um perhaps on tv or perhaps if you've googled what's going to happen um now that you're separating or divorcing or things like that but ultimately they are different ways of trying to reach a resolution so often people think that okay well this is happening in my life I'm going to need a solicitor and I'm going to go to court but ultimately I would say the minority of cases actually reach the end of the court process many more are going through mediation arbitration and negotiation through solicitors 
absolutely. And most family solicitors are members of resolution and, and, and that principle is to try and settle things. And we don't want to go to court and we, and, you know, we want you to settle matters as quickly and cheaply as possible. We, we, we don't take pleasure in, you know, litigious matters between two people. We'd rather you could settle things between yourselves. Um, I think, as Ray said, mediation is a, is a really common one. And, you know, we can also recommend mediators. I think, I think most family solicitors appointments, if we think the mediation is appropriate, we'll, we'll recommend a mediator to you. Absolutely. And I think there's going to be another podcast shortly on the methods of alternative dispute resolution. So have a look out for that one, as that will give you some more background information. Yeah, definitely. And as I said before, when, when, when being the family sister and going back to not having to sign up, it, it is careful to make sure that this isn't desperate for you to instruct them. Um, as I said before, it just sounds, you know, we're not desperate for instructions here. We will happily tell you, no, go away to mediation, try and settle it that way. And then if that doesn't work, then come back to us. It's about what's best for the individual client and every case is different. There may be some cases where perhaps mediation isn't the best option and it's better to go through solicitors, but that first appointment will be able to signpost you in the, di- the right direction. Yeah, definitely. And I'd, I'd say another point to, to bring up is asking if they know other professionals. Obviously, we said we can recommend mediators, but you know, we, we have other professional individuals we can recommend as well, such as um, independent financial advisors or, or mortgage brokers. And, and appreciatively, you may have your own independent financial advisor. Have a, we can send you people who actually specialise, say you're getting divorced in, in, in divorce cases. For example, you know, pensions experts. Pensions are a really hot topic within family law and something that people aren't really aware of when they come to see us. Um, but also the, the other side of that is perhaps therapists and people to help you with the emotional side of things because relationship breakdowns are an emotional roller coaster. I think historically there was this view that lawyers were general practitioners where we used to be able to cover everything but I think now we are much more aware of the fact that we are specialists in our areas as family solicitors and there are other people around that can really help guide a client through what they're going through at the moment. So as you say, IFAs, mortgage brokers, having that sort of team around a client can be really useful at an early stage. And I I don't know about you, James, but it's something I always look at and address at a a first appointment with a client. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'm happy to refer people to to other people who I know will do a good job as well. And that's that's the key is that you can be confident knowing, okay, this person's going to do a good job. So thank you for listening today. Hope you join us again soon for another episode of The Candid Divorce Lawyer. Thank you for listening to The Candid Divorce Lawyer podcast brought to you by Trethowans. To hear more from us, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow our Instagram page at Candid Divorce Lawyer. This podcast does not constitute legal advice and is for informational purposes only. If you're looking for legal advice, please do not hesitate to get in touch with us via the details in our bio. 